Welcome back to Candid Talks with Tammy, where we get candid, but keep it pure. Just so you know, I am Tammy, a wife, a mother, a certified sexual wellness educator, soon to be author, the host of this fantabulous podcast, promoting sex, but still loving God all at the same time. Now for today's podcast, this one y'all is close to my heart. Okay. (laughs) I remember um, those days of being so single. I'm talking single, single, feeling like it would be this never ending story of my life. But not just that, it was also a period of my life when I went through so many different things, so many different phases of not knowing or understanding who I was and the self-discovery of just that. There were times when I felt happy and sad and secure and insecure even, right? It was like a never ending story. There are also times when I thought I knew exactly who I was. And and then there were times where I would be like, who is she? I would look in the mirror and think to myself, who are you? I couldn't recognize the person I was looking at. I couldn't figure out who I wanted to be. Just lost and clueless and sometimes thinking, God, is this, is it going to be like this for the rest of my life? Because I'm not like Paul and those other disciples. Like this single journey is not for me, okay? I just didn't feel like I was blessed with that gift. It was a struggle and it was also a long journey. And I wasn't celibate for 10 years just to keep it to myself. So I needed to be able to talk to you about a piece of me and just maybe, just maybe I could help someone because I just wish that I had someone who would have been real with me. So let's talk about how to be single, saved, but able to still embrace your sexuality. So let me give you some context, some basic context of a piece of my history. I want to be real with you because I had a history of a huge sexual past. This is not new. My journey of being single didn't just happen. I never had a problem with being in relationships or a sexual relationship. For me, it was either or. Either we were having sex or we were in a relationship. There weren't that many in-betweens. Either I liked you or I was in love with you. And that made a huge difference in the way that I interacted with others. I always had an idea of what I wanted and I would allow myself to be ignorant from time to time. And and by ignorant, I, I mean, I would get caught up in a relationship even though I knew it was far from healthy. I know I'm not the only one that has identified with a psychotic stalkerish side, right? There was a period of my life where I was attracted to toxic. But I liked it, the craziness of it. I can remember the first time I actually felt my blood pressure go up from letting my guard down in a relationship. It wasn't about the dude who had cheated, but the fact that I had left myself open enough to be hurt by it. So it's fair to say that I went through some cycles. I was proposed to multiple times, engaged to someone that I had actually loved, and yet still, it all ended up with me being alone. I had this love-hate relationship with my singleness all at the same time. So when did the cycle end? It ended when I made the decision to care about myself more than I allowed myself to feel. When I made that decision, with it came with the responsibility to put in the necessary work for me to be realistic with who I was in that moment of my life. And let me tell you, it was not an easy journey. 
I had some great days and then I had some not so great days. And I could have not done it at all if I didn't have God. That's a fact. People would ask me all the time, how did you go celibate for all these years? It would be so hilarious for me when I would be asked this question, especially from the saints. Like, isn't this what I'm supposed to do? Like, come on, church folk. It would be asked as if it was impossible to conquer. And so that taught me a lot about a single person in the church specifically. There are a lot of church folk with these secret lives and having sex all the time. You know who you are. Come into church on Sunday, repent for those private sins while you worshiping on the praise team or the dance ministry, et cetera, right? I'm guilty, so I get it. Trust me when I say the process of deciding to be celibate was difficult. And for me, there was no way I would have been able to do it if I had not been active in church in the beginning of my journey. I had to make a decision to fully live my life for Christ, and that included my sexuality. It took some time for me to get it right. But once I did, I was able to do it. And the thing is, you can do that and still embrace your sexuality, but not have sex. I wish I understood more about my sexuality in my singleness because I didn't understand how empowering it was until I finally started to get knowledge about my own sexual health. I had to understand how to be single, but whole and safe. And the thing is, when we look at our sexuality, it, it is almost as if all we can hear is the sex part. We tend not to focus on the definition and what being sexual truly is. So let me say this first. God created every single inch of us and in his creation included our sexuality. As long as we are human, we are sexual. He literally created our bodies for the enjoyment of sexual pleasure. Biologically, we are designed to engage in sex before we are even mentally prepared. Think about it. Puberty starts the clock for us from the average age of around 12. And what happens? We begin to get all hormonal and don't know how to act. Mood swings out of this world. Attitude for days. We love harder and it's confusing. We're angry more and we don't know why. We experience all of the emotions and in the moment, we don't know what's going on. Our bodies are basically adapting to change. We have to train our brains and our emotions on how to balance that. We begin to feel all these things that made us curious and uncomfortable. And we didn't know how to find a happy medium. Some of us, as we got older, we went in on those feelings, right? And others were able to say, hold off. But the point is this, when it comes to our sexuality, there is nothing new about it because God himself created it. But what is human sexuality? And why would we need to embrace it? Well, human sexuality is the way that we you know, people experience and express ourselves sexually. This involves the biological, the erotic, the physical, the emotional, the social, the spiritual feelings and the behaviors that we have. It is a very broad term. It is inclusive of all these things. Our sexuality influences how we interact with people. It is having the ability to understand who you are as a sexual being and embracing that. That has a lot to do with finding out who you are as an individual. Now, this might seem confusing sometimes because we are told that we need to tame our sexual side, everything about it. Put it on the shelf until marriage, right? And then when you get married, you can break wild. I can't speak for all marriages, but for mine, this was almost catastrophic because when I got married, I couldn't find a happy medium. It was as if I couldn't just turn off the switch and embrace my husband because I was so afraid of my sexuality. My confidence in sex was shot. So what would 
have changed that. Knowledge, if I had known that in my singleness, I could discover my own confidence, I would have walked into my marriage more confident. So then what is it? How can you as a single person embrace sexuality? And what would that mean for you? Well, discovering your sexuality is about discovering who you are as an individual, your likes, your dislikes, what it is that you want out of life. What do you want to accomplish, your goals and aspirations? What are the things that make you tick? Discovering those pieces of you that can't be seen, the pieces that you struggle with, and no one particularly knows about. It's those insecurities that you have and becoming confident in them. It's about owning you and having the ability to feed that confidence to others around you. Being proud of who you are and not settling for less than what you deserve. What ends up happening is that when you don't embrace who you are as an individual, when you become involved in a relationship, you begin to lose yourself. And all of a sudden you end up compromising on those things you knew was a moral standard for you. And in it, you find yourself settling for what you know is not good for you. Or you implant yourself in someone else's dreams and lose sight of your own. It happens all the time. I've seen it. I've done it. I remember getting into a relationship with someone. This was an on again, off again for years, right? I would try to force that thing to make it work, even though I knew the relationship was hurting me. Why couldn't I leave? There was nothing worth staying for, but yet there I was, crying and begging, trying to understand what was happening. I knew that he was not the one for me, but I would try to convince God, me, trying to convince God that he was. I was forcing him and sleeping with him and allowing him to take pieces of me. The stronghold got real. And the harder I tried, the stronger it became to pull away. I see it in people all the time. They stay in toxic relationships when folks are cheating on them or maybe not even cheating, but just not treating them with the value and the worth of how they should be treated. They might be a good person, but they just might not be your person. The point is, we hold on to what God tries to tell us to let go. And we try to find God in it and force it to stay. I'm not oblivious to the world that we live in right now. It's not about Tammy. It's about your relationship with God and your own personal convictions for the way that you live your life. You can do whatever you decide to do. No judgment here because I've been there. I've done that. But I can say this for sure and not be bothered because when I was in the world, there was a level of peace that you just can never have when God doesn't approve of your lifestyle. And the soul ties don't care about your age. That is a biblical fact. I don't care what you have going on in your life. It is important to be able to recognize that God has allowed us the freedom to make decisions. So let them be wise and let them be God and do it the right way and stop ending up in these cycles that don't benefit you or your future. Now, when you begin to realize who you are in the moment of chaos, he will remove the blindfolds and voila, you can now see. But how can we get to that place of security, that place of peace and knowing that we are doing what is pleasing to God? Well, that's the first step. It is including God. Let me tell you something about God in my own journey. He made me whole. He sorted out those broken pieces and put them together again. It was all God. Now, there was a period in my life where I had it all figured out. I knew who I was going to marry, how many children I wanted to have, and what I was going to do, what I was going to be when I grew up. God completely flipped the script. It turned out that I knew nothing at all. I had some more growth to do, and that was okay. In it, I found the confidence that I needed to explore my realities, 
That being that my time was not limited to my definition of what I thought I needed to accomplish in my time frame, but rather God's time frame. And I had to be okay with that. Let me help you to understand that there is a level of you that you will never discover until you wait to hear what God has to say. Embracing your sexuality should mean something to you. It is the level of confidence that you will possess because you know and understand you. That means you will move different. You'll walk different. Your head will be held high. Your goals will change. Your approach is different. You won't tolerate anything less than God's best. People will see it in you and wonder, what's going on? Who is that person? But they'll like what they see because they can see the confidence in you. Your goals change. Your approach is different. You won't tolerate anything less than God's best. Your sexuality attracts those to you, but in a healthy way when it's based on God. So then how do I get to that level of confidence? I'm glad you asked. You date yourself. I made it a point to date myself because I didn't want to be dependent on someone else to make me happy. I didn't want to be dependent on someone else to date me. I would go to the movies by myself, to dinner, to the mall. I would buy myself things to make me feel special when I felt like I wanted it or deserved it. I fell in love with Tammy. I got to a point in my life where I didn't make any apologies for the things that I liked and enjoyed because no one else could do it for me. When I began to embrace myself, my confidence blew all the way up. I loved me and I was proud of my accomplishments, the big and the small. I talked to God about my failures and he lifted me up. I embrace friendships and mentors because it is during our singleness when we are most free. We can hang out with others and have fun. I also kept mentors, people who went hard for me. I'm talking about prayer warriors, right? When I would be in those moments where I felt like I couldn't get up or bounce back, they would pray me to hell. When I married my husband, I was a whole person. I didn't need him. He was an addition to our lives and he fit right in like a puzzle piece. I didn't have to change who I was to be in a relationship with him. Yes, we got some more, we got more serious and there were some compromises. Yes, they weren't moral compromises. I didn't have to lose Tammy in the process of compromise and I didn't have to dummy down to find that level of confidence and neither should you. I would talk to individuals who would let go of their entire lives because they didn't understand that compromise doesn't mean let go of who you are. If someone is trying to change you, then maybe, then just maybe that's not God. Why would God work so hard on you to build you up, to get you to a level of where you need to be just to have it taken all away, just to be in a relationship with someone else? Think about it. Your singleness is what is going to make you, you. I know society tells you that marriage is the plug, right? It might even sound contradictory because I just told you that I felt like singleness wasn't for me. In fact, I was more of the marry or burn kind. But let me tell you, marriage is not easy. And you have to be mentally prepared in your singleness in order to embrace it. And I tell you no lie, two people are legit coming together as one. And for that, 
there will be many clashes. There will be times when you don't feel like you are connected or even connecting. But in the end of it, that will keep you. And the more whole you are before you are married, the less cracks there will be when you are joined together as one. The goal isn't to be married or shouldn't be to be married. The goal should be to discover you, embrace you, be content in your singleness. I know the road feels lonely sometimes. My goodness, I remember those feelings. I'm not even going to sit here and and lie to you. (laughs) I wanted to be loved by someone else so bad sometimes. But guess what? Those are passing feelings. The more loneliness I felt, the more I would say, God, come through. I need you to come through. Help me with these feelings because that is what you do. You ask God to help you. And if you truly believe that he can, he will. Feelings are passing feelings. They don't just linger unless you keep them there. When you are dating and you feel the urge to embrace, remember that scripture that says, in the middle of my temptation, God will create a way out. It is very true. If you fall, the way came, you just didn't take it, right? You can date and you can have those feelings because it is natural. It is natural for us to feel what we feel. As the feeling comes, let them also go. Not everyone is strong enough to do this and not everyone will. I remember those times I found myself on the altar crying out, God, I don't know what to do. It didn't take all of that, right? Because I didn't understand that these were natural feelings that you are supposed to have for someone. It's just in how you deal with that. Even in marriage, there were days when I missed my singleness. The freedom of not having to include another person in my decision-making. I became so independent that I got comfortable with myself and it took some steps for me to be able to let him in. As much as there were days When I missed my singleness, there are also more days when I enjoy his presence to not be alone. But that would have not come easy if I did not take my time in my singleness to be strong. So I wanna close with this. All my singles, I need to let you know that your feelings are valid. But in this life, the life that you have now is more than just about being single. I know for many of us in the body of Christ, we view marriage as the end goal. We make our plans and our goals and set that as the highlight of our lives without even realizing it. You can talk to any married person. I have spoken to many and I guarantee they would all say the same thing. Marriage takes work. I know couples who divorce because some or one of them didn't know how to put in the necessary time and effort that could make it work. And to those couples, it was always hard when someone cheated or someone was abused or lost trust, or they might've just grown apart. It is very difficult to bring them back together. And too often it ends up in a divorce that was so rough that they swear they would never get married again. You didn't deal with some of those issues that you had in your singleness and you brought those things into your marriage. And as a result, the marriage couldn't work, which is why the rate of divorce is 51% higher in the church. It's a very sad thing when God has created a marriage to be such a beautiful union between two individuals. And because of the issues that they have in the relationship, it can't be seen, right? So my question to you is, 
If marriage is in your future because you desire it, do you plan to be a statistic? And before you answer that, think about this. No one who has ever married said, let's get a divorce in five years. We almost always think we are ready for something that we're not. It might be difficult to hear because, you know, like I just explained to you, I'm going to my warm bed at night to lay up with my husband. But before it got to this point, I had to work on Tammy. Working on me and my singleness mattered, and that's on God. If I did not embrace my sexuality as a single person, I would have not been prepared for my marriage. I spoke about the challenges, we have them. Even as a single person, when you're dating and committing to a relationship, when you learn how to set boundaries to ensure that the relationship of your singleness is God-centered, God will bless that. So what am I saying? Hold off for a little while longer because God wants to show you some things. He wants you to discover some things about you that you didn't even know. He wants to help you learn that person. So embrace your gift of singleness because as long as you are human, you will be a sexual being. So you might as well learn how to embrace that, but do it in a way where it can be pleasing to God. Take care of yourself while you are single and get the healing, the restoration that you need from the mishaps and the hurts of your past. God's healing can't be poured into a broken glass. So, so fix it and be your best sexual self. Focus on God in this season. Your time is coming, I promise you. Just be patient and wait. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you have liked this message, please like, subscribe, and share. Thank you for listening to Candidly Pure Talks. Thank you.